Here is the number one thing that business owners need to be doing. You need to be growing your business. Public relations and marketing is the core of that. If you're spending all your time because you're a podcaster and you're spending all your time just doing podcasts, you're not doing your business right. If you're a blogger and you're spending all your time writing and you're working out, your Google ads and all that stuff. You're just not using your time effectively. You need to be out attracting big, big, big audiences to your products and services so that you can make a lot of money. The faster you get sense, you know, you get this sense of what you're supposed to be prioritizing your time with, the faster you're going to be making serious money. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley, and joining us from Maui, Hawaii, Aloha, our official co-host, Kamanzi Constable. Oh, man, I'm excited. I got my new MacBook. I got my mic back. I drank some coffee. I'm ready. Well, and Kamanzi, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like I heard a little bit of uh, music in the background prior to this interview. So what were you jamming out to? Yes. For you Star of the Doubts faithful, no, it was not what I typically listen to. And we are not going to talk about it this episode. I was jamming out to some journey. So I got on. I told Jared I was jamming out to some journey. But I said I had to add a caveat to that. And Jared's like, what? I'm like, I was listening to the Glee cast sing journey. Yeah. See, now I don't know how I feel about that. And I want to hear how Josh Ellis (laughs) feels about that. Josh was just on the show. Uh, We're excited to have Josh back. Josh, of course, is the mastermind behind Millions in Free Media, where he's helping People get their brand in the news. Yeah. And this is just a, an amazing course. And you've been doing this for a long, long time, Josh. We did scratch the surface of that on the last show. And there was so much positive feedback from that episode that I realized, man, we got to bring Josh back on. Josh needs to meet Kamanzi. And so, Josh from millionsandfreemedia.com, welcome back to Start of the Doubts. Jared, thank you so much. And you're absolutely right. I was totally with Kamanzi when we started talking Journey, and then he had to mention Glee. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> I was like, I- I'm not sure I know this guy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, but okay. So, Josh, in fairness, though, you have kids that are a little bit older. Yeah. I mean, I'd figure, you know, Glee, that's kind of a no, cool thing for them. No, let me tell you, my kids are very, very cool. If you raise your kids right and you introduce them to lots of great different classic rock and lots of great different styles of music, my daughter is. I'm so impressed. So she's 15 years old and on her playlist, I mean, she's got just pretty much every album that you would consider respectable. So she's got Journey, she's got Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Beatles, you know, all of the classics. And, you know, and then this, the modern stuff that she listens to, it's, it's all great stuff, too. You know, some White Stripes, Arctic Monkeys, you know. So I'm impressed. I think if based on nothing else, I mean, who cares where she goes to college? I mean, she's listening to good music. Okay, Josh, does she own an album that's titled 1989? 1989. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the actual album. Of. Uh, well, come on, can you help me here? <sighs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor's. Oh, no. Matter of fact. Who's my favorite artist, by the way, Josh. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've got much respect for Taylor Swift. I think Thank she's you. actually, you know, and as a lyricist, it's a little deeper than, than I think many give her credit for. So Thank you, Josh. I, I'm, a, I'm, I agree. I'm a fan that doesn't necessarily shout it from the rooftops, but every time I hear Taylor Swift, I'm like, you know, that's actually not a bad song. It's catchy. It's cool. You know, I like her as a person. She seems cool. So yeah, I'm with you there. 
Well, I, I'm enjoying this, Josh, because I'm sitting here hearing you uh, somewhat shun Glee, but then you embrace Taylor Swift. So, well, I mean, <laughs> hey, Taylor, Taylor Swift good. is the original, you know, and she wrote it herself and all that. Glee is yeah. just they're just singing covers. Okay, well, there are some good Glee covers, and to your point, Kamazi, don't stop believing. It, it could be considered one of those if you know if people are going to go there. <laughs> Not that we're suggesting that they do. So, all right, so Josh. You mentioned something before the call, and I think it's uh, fun, and not everyone's going to know this about you, but uh, you used to be in the Navy, and I believe you mentioned that on the last episode, and part of your time in the Navy was spent in Hawaii, and that's something you and I have in common. Kamanzi obviously lives in Maui, so do you have a good Hawaii Navy or just a good Hawaii story that you can share with the listeners? Yeah, so I actually, well, I met my wife in Hawaii, and so we met, and this is actually a good story in and of itself, because we met at a luau and she was from Chicago. I'm from West Michigan. And so there must have been this kind of this Midwest connection. You know, we just kind of felt the vibe. And so we met, we started dating. She was there on vacation, extended her vacation. We spent 20 days together. Absolutely crazy romantic. We went out to Maui for a day. But by the end of 20 days, she was getting ready to go. was getting ready to take her to the airport. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, if this girl leaves on this plane, I may never see her again. We were both madly in love. And I proposed to her after only knowing her 20 days. And I thought, wow, I cannot let her go. And so we're getting ready to celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary this year. No kidding. What an, wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Josh, do you, uh, do you feel a connection to me? <laughs> well, no, I'm saying you talked about that Midwest connection. I'm I'm from Milwaukee, Josh. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. I feel, well, you know, the the whole Hawaii thing threw me off, and, and anyone from Hawaii, I feel a special connection because uh, I tell you, you know, Jared, I don't know where else you were stationed, but you know, living in Hawaii for three years, I mean, you just really develop a love for the culture, the island, the people, and to this day, we haven't gone back, and so that's on the list actually for fall of this year. That's interesting, Josh, because you do have awesome vacations with your family. I've seen it on social media, and you've kind of hacked that, by the way, (laughs) which hopefully we'll touch on for a little bit. Actually, let's go there. So if you were to go to Hawaii, let's say this year, Josh, how would you hack your Hawaii trip? Knowing what you know with Savings Angel, that's another thing that you do. How would you try to get as much free opportunities out of that vacation as possible? Okay. So what I want all the business owners, I want all the bloggers, I want all the podcasters to gather around the fire here because I'm about <laughs> I'm about to share with you a world that is just absolutely incredible. And you may not realize yet. Now, some of you do, but as a blogger or a podcaster, you may not realize you may not realize just how much influence you have and how valuable that is. So at the same time that you're out podcasting and you're out blogging and you're producing great content for your audiences, there are a number of businesses who would love to get more exposure and they are willing to hook you up if you're willing to work hard on their behalf and introduce your audiences to these great experiences. Now, travel and tourism, in my experience, Jared, it's one of the easiest industries to get lots of great experiences. So, for example, 
at the very end of March, my family and I are going to go to Atlanta. So it's, you know, it's a, it's not going to take us long to get there. We live here in central Florida, but I've been working Atlanta now for the past two and a half weeks. And, you know, it takes a little bit of time and you have to absolutely go through the numbers. But what you want to do is you want to, you want to make very, very good friends with all the PR people that you can. And you want to start with the attractions that you really want to visit, hotels, restaurants, things to do, and just make connections and, you know, let them know what you could potentially do for that business, you know, that hotel, and they're willing to comp you. Now you have to use the right vocabulary. You need to make sure you're extremely professional and above all, you need to make sure that you over deliver on any promises that you give. But for Hawaii, if I were going to Hawaii, you better believe that I would be starting this about 60 days out minimum. And because a lot of these businesses, again, if they're very popular tourist destinations, their PR people are hopping. And so if you can contact them via email and reach out and say, look, here is the segment that I'm looking at producing. And this is what I want to create. Here's my audience. Here's my demographics. Here's what we want to do. We want to make you look good. And I really would love to drive a lot of people who are in my audience to your place of business. Now, depending on your blog, depending on your podcast, you may or may not realistically be able to get away with this. My podcast is a shopping and savings podcast. My podcast, you can look it up. It's called 90 Days to Abundance. It's all about how to get great deals when you're traveling, when you're shopping, whatever it may be. So it's a really easy fit for me. Now, another thing that, and Jared, this will, I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later, but it's also really, really helpful if you have traditional media relationships as well. It's not that hard to do. And that's actually professionally what I do with bloggers and podcasters is I turn them into media superstars, really media celebrities. And when that happens, man, all kinds of doors open up for you. So, Josh, I want to say I can vouch for this on some level, but I wanted to get your advice. So this is going to be very selfish, Jared. Um, (laughs) What I've experienced, Josh, is in the last since about July, I've been writing for a lot of different publications. So Entrepreneur Magazine, Mind Body Green, I write for the Huffington Post. And lately, Josh, I've been writing these Move Into Hawaii articles on the Huffington Post Hawaii. And every time I write one of these, Josh, I get all kinds of activity companies and hotels and restaurants that are like, hey, would you want to come stay here? And maybe you could ask them to get some advice for people that want to move here or want to stay here. They're trying to look for me to write about them, Josh. So I guess the question I'm asking is how can I capitalize since I do have that opportunity? Well, so you need to find out what flexibility you have, let's say with the Huffington Post, for example. So my guess is obviously you're not going to do be able to do a huge promotional piece for any one particular business. You have rules that you have to follow. So I write a syndicated column. It's distributed to 1.1 million homes via my newspaper column. Additionally, I'm also in 40 markets with a kind of a, a one-minute segment on saving money. I've got some flexibility to mention brands, but I absolutely have to honor my relationship as a journalist in those cases. So you do have to be careful. And in some cases, when you work in the media, you may actually have agreements that you have to sign. And if if you've signed these, then 
you know, you really don't have the flexibility to accept gifts and so forth. But in my case, I'm independent. You know, I'm an independent business owner. I don't have those agreements in place. So I can do that and I can organically work them into my content. And so you'll need to be careful and you might have to work with your editor just to make sure you're not, you know, you're not breaking any rules or you're not, you know, bending. No, and I I would tell you, Josh, I would tell you I I am independent as well. And the only the terms as far as something like that goes is that you have to disclose that you did. Yes, right. Exactly. So if that's the case, then, you know, go to them and say, you know, well, here's what I'm going to do. Obviously. I can't write just about you. So in the case of my syndicated column, I can't make it a pro. For example, Comcast was one company that I recently wrote about. Well, you know, I came up with like six or seven reasons that you might consider going back to cable TV. Now, Comcast was extremely willing to work with me and, and you know, it was a good relationship. I can mention Comcast, but in the same breath, I need to mention other cable companies you know, because I want to make sure that whatever I'm writing is objective. And so you do need to kind of weigh that into the content that you're producing. That said, there's extreme value for that brand to be still mentioned in that piece and be mentioned in Huffington Post. So for example, if you were to do a roundup of, come on, see, here's, you know, great, you know, five great family-friendly hotels in Maui. And so you kind of include them into the matrix and you ask them just, you know, you say, look, as the public relations expert for this property, what would you consider to be your three biggest selling points to families? And they'll help you write the content. And, you know, if you approach them and you ask them what it is that they feel are their strongest selling points, well, that helps you produce the piece. And it also prioritizes the message that they really want to get out to their prospective audience. So you have a great opportunity to create a lot of win-wins. I love producing content and I love working with business owners and really making magic happen. I mean, if I can send more people to great businesses and, you know, so they can have positive experiences, you know, just like I've had, then I absolutely love that. You know, Josh, I, I want to throw this out there. Come on, you, you write for big sites. Not everyone is doing that. And Josh, you kind of have an established platform over the years that you've been doing this. But what about, you know, the little person who's thinking, oh, I don't know that I could manage this. And and I would say to that real quickly that our friend Madeline Yao, Josh, she doesn't have a huge platform. She just has a podcast that she's created in Orlando about real estate and uh, people that are interested in moving to Orlando. But she's been able to leverage these principles that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. And work out free meetup spaces, in oh, some yeah. case, free food, and and <laughs> as she's starting to tap into all this free, you know, it, doing exactly what you're saying to do. And she doesn't have a massive platform; she's not no. writing for large websites. No. So the opportunity is there for those that are willing to uh, present it and hustle. Absolutely. Again, you need to look at who your audience is, get a really good understanding of who that is, even if it's only a few hundred people that are listening to your podcast. Is that still valuable for a restaurant? Well, absolutely it is. And so you need to, again, this you're evoking both public relations, marketing, and sales skills. And if you can get really good at this, guys, there's no reason you should ever have to pay for anything when you travel. Because, so for example, you know, with podcast movement coming up, I don't intend on paying for my hotel accommodations. I don't intend on paying for, you know, meals, special meals or 
you know, maybe even being able to get the travel worked out with Atlanta. I mean, we have a full, full slate of activities. We are going everywhere. I would estimate the total value of this vacation at close to $2,000, including accommodations. We're staying in some really nice places. Now, I have to, it's, you know, the monkey's on my back. Again, I have a job to do when I'm there. I absolutely have work to do, but I really enjoy doing what I'm doing. Now, what's really cool, and I'll share this too, this is awesome, is when you're working with a, a business like this in this capacity, you also tend to get the VIP treatment, which is really, really cool. I mean, you get like special, you know, dedicated PR person that will follow you around and show you and get you everywhere you want to go. It's really cool. And I'll be honest, it's pretty addictive. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to go back to vacationing the old way. Well, I think your wife and your family is going to be a, a little, they're going to be okay with you doing some work on the vacation. Oh, if yeah. It's covering all the fun stuff they're about to do. Yeah, absolutely. And the subject of the piece is families. So that means that my family becomes part of the story. And look, if you're in my family and you've, you know, you've been my wife for any length of time or my kids for any length of time, you just know that this kind of goes with the territory to have me as the dad. <laughs> you know, we're, <laughs> we're just going to have certain experiences. We're just going to do certain things. And it's cool because, you know, when you have and you kind of teach this to your kids, you see, you know, my kids are very, very inquisitive. So, you know, being a podcaster and a blogger and a reporter, really, you know, a, a modern day digital journalist, a brand journalist, if you will, it's a really good trait to show your children. I believe that children that are inquisitive and are comfortable asking questions of adults and people who might be perceived to be an authority, that's one of the greatest traits that you can leave them with. Josh, for the person listening to this that says, I have no interest of doing any of that stuff, but I would like to get some PR for my blog, my podcast, my product, whatever I'm selling. Could you give us a couple really just cool tips to kind of get a little bit of exposure? Yeah, absolutely. So, and this is so critical. I mean, each week my podcast is mentioned to over a million people through all of the different media that I do. I don't really have to stress about a podcast where the audience is just kind of flat and I'm just not going anywhere. I don't have to worry about marketing or doing any of these paid campaigns or constantly stressing about, ugh, I'm going to have to interview this person, do an interview exchange just so I can get the exposure. You know, I can still do that, but I only have to do it now where it really serves my audience because the audience is being naturally promoted. They're naturally being introduced to my podcast and all my other work by virtue of the media relationships that I already have. So now it's taken me a couple of, you know, it, it took me several years to build up to what I have today, but is time well invested? So, you know, I've got a one hour free webinar that steps people through all the things that you need to do so that you can build up these same relationships. And a lot of it, guys, it's not about learning how to pitch. It's not about learning how to put out a press release. It starts way further back. You need to become the business. You need to become the person. And the media 
personality that is going to work for these potential audiences and these media outlets. So a lot of the work is just stepping back and doing the groundwork so that when you do show up, it's kind of like, and the best example I can give, and I believe I've used this example before, but it's so critical, is you need to think of appearing on American Idol or appearing on America's Got Talent or wherever. And it's not like you can just show up and sing if you've never practiced before. The people who perform and try out for that show have been practicing their craft for years and decades in some cases in order to, when they get their moment to shine, they absolutely shine. As a business owner, that's exactly what we need to do. And we need to focus on the things that are going to be exceptionally attractive to a journalist or a producer who is looking to put us on their stage. Because as you know, Kamanzi, I'm sure as you, if you've worked with more and more media, they are the gatekeepers. They're pretty protective of their brand. And so they need to make sure that you check out okay, because they're going to do their due diligence. They're going to vet you. And if you, there's just something wrong as they're looking at your social media reputation, they're looking at your website, they're looking at your press kit, they're looking at existing videos and photos of you, and they say, "Mm, I I don't know, there's just something that doesn't excite me about this person. All of a sudden, you're just not getting phone calls back or you're not getting emails back and you'll have no idea why. All right. So, Josh, it's no secret that Kamanzi and I have got a book coming out later this year. And and one of our goals is to get that message out as much as possible. So what advice would you have specifically if you're guiding Kamanzi and I? How could we get that book out and try to make sure more people know about that through some of these strategies? Yeah, sure. Well, naturally, you should be evoking your audience right now and you should be evoking people. You know, this is no secret formula. I think Tim Ferriss talks a lot lot about this and other people do about getting these people of influence into your court early, particularly if they are within your industry. And I think that's, you know, likely where you're going to get the greatest participation, not necessarily the general media, but you should start getting people of influence into your corner and involve them in the creation process. Naturally, that's going to build up anticipation, excitement. This is going to be very helpful because all of these people of influence also have relationships and you're going to want to network your way into, you know, these people of even larger influence. And so if you can kind of network your way out and let these people know, these people of influence that you're working with as you're kind of putting the book together as you're putting the finishing touches on, you know, you want to make sure you let them know, hey, just so you know, whenever the month is that you release this book, we're going to be going on the media circuit. And so anyone that you should happen to know that you think might be interested in sharing this message, I would love an introduction anytime, either now or later. I'm you know happy to sit on my hat for now until we get closer. But that's kind of like the most valuable thing that you want to get from your existing sphere of influence is that you want to find out who knows who within the media. Now, Kamanzi, again, with your relationships that you're already building, if you're already working in the media, you know, journalists all know, each, you know, they know each other. And so, you know, your Huffington Post editor or the people that you work with right now, they can help you make introductions 
to the part of Huffington Post that would be more related to the book that you're writing. So I would say these are the first things. Also, you need to make sure that your website is extremely media friendly. My free webinar and Jared, I'll give you guys the link so you can put this in your resource guide on your site. But when you go through the free one hour webinar, I step you through exactly what you want to have in your press kit, exactly what you want to have on your website so that when journalists check you out, you're going to make their job easy, right? You're going to want to make sure that you have a press kit all about your book that talks about and gives resources like how to sound like you've read my book. (laughs) Here are (laughs) 10 sample questions that you can ask me. I'm telling you right now, journalists, as much as you think that they're going to, no one's going to read your book. Maybe you might get an industry person or two that's going to read it. Most of them are going to read the front, the back, the inseam, might flip through it. They're not going to read it. And so you need to make their job easy so that they look good. If you can make them look really good and really smart, then you're much more likely to receive that invitation and that invitation to return. Yeah, I'd say those are kind of the biggest things I would really advise that you guys are working on right now. You know, the actual press release, that's a little bit later down the road. You definitely want to build that list of who you know and who you know. That's another thing I would say is really, really important. Put that in a spreadsheet. Keep those points of contact handy because, again, as you get a little bit closer, I would say probably about 30 days out or so, depending on the media market. If it's smaller market, you don't have to work as far out. But, you know, if you if you want to go to Chicago or you want to go to, you know, L.A., New York or a major, major publication, especially publications that have, you know, that they're not publishing as often. Again, we're just kind of talking traditional. I want people to think that, you know, the person who's listening to us are like, well, yeah, that's all great. But I heard print journalism is dead. You know, it's all about digital. Of course, it's all about digital. All right. You know, all of these traditional media outlets have huge digital media influence as well. So there's just value all the way around. So for Jared and I, Josh, we also want to get on some TV, whether it be local or maybe even going beyond local. Good, I mean, you know, we want Good Morning America, Oprah. We want all that. Jared's greedy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have a vision board, Josh. (laughs) But what about let's starting at the local level, Josh? Is that a little bit easier to attain? It's absolutely very, very easy, depending on your local market. So let's say, for example, you're in a mid-sized market like Orlando, Central Florida, You know, Miami's pretty big, but here's the advantage. If you live in a big, big city, let's say you're in New York or LA, you have a lot of, I wouldn't say kind of like your first tier media. You know, obviously you've got your ABC, CBS, uh, NBC, and Fox as far as local affiliates go, but likely a lot of these major markets, you know, may have an independent news station. Those guys are really easy to get on. Again, you're still going to need to be able to check all the boxes as far as what they're looking for. The fact that, and Jared, I know you've been on TV already, that's really, really good. Now, a lot of people, I'll work with, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of digital entrepreneurs, bloggers, and they get this, what's called big dealitis. And they're like, I'm going to go straight to Good Morning America, and I'm just going to send them press releases, and eventually they're going to pick me up. No, that's not how it works. All they do is set a filter if you start bugging them, and you'll never hear from them again. So- The way that you get on Good Morning America, Oprah, New York Times, all these other places, and again, there are people 
that I coach that have gotten far bigger presence than what I've done. You know, I'm coaching people that are getting in the Wall Street Journal, that are getting in Huffington Post, Wired Magazine, New York Times, and that's awesome. So, you know, what you want to do though is you need to work in your local market. You need to look at other local markets in your area because you need the practice. I've been on radio or TV more than a thousand times. That's really helpful because now pretty much any mid to upper level market I go to, I can pretty much make a phone call a couple of weeks in advance and say, hey, I'm going to be in town. I've been a contributor to my local you know, Fox affiliate for over three years every Tuesday. I've got CBS coming over to my house in, oh gosh, one hour. So I got to get showered up after this interview. <laughs> You know, it's really, really easy. The more media you do, the more moxie you're going to have. And when you develop a lot of moxie, as it were, it's just so much easier. And when it's easy, when working media is easy, life is good because you pretty much can kind of just get anything you ask for. And what's really cool, you know, the stuff we were talking about earlier, you know, when you've got media credentials Man, the fact that you're a writer, Kamanzi, for Huffington Post, that just opens up doors for you. And people who would normally not respond to your email, respond to your email. So don't stress that you don't have these relationships yet. You can build all these relationships. But just know that, you know, if you follow my course and you work with me personally, and again, I work with big law firms, I work with independent solopreneurs. You know, you know that you're going to take about three to four months to kind of build up your ground game. Then the next phase is, you know, when you start pulling triggers and you start making relationships. And then by the end of the year, you're in this position where you just don't need to worry about your audience, where they're going to come from. They come to you. Josh, one of our friends recently said, hey, if you want to get on Good Morning America with this book, you've got to have a publicist. And then you've got to have some kind of angle with a book that's going to be compelling for them to even consider it. What are your thoughts on that advice? That's absolutely true, but it's not the only way. So there's a couple of ways that you can get on Good Morning America. One is the one that I talked about. You build your way and you earn your way. You earn your trust of Good Morning America. The other way is you just pay to play. And you're going to pay probably about twelve dollars to $18,000 to a PR person. And if you're good, Likely, they're going to include media coaching in that so that you will be good. But that's another way to get on Good Morning America is you got to pay somebody. So what I recommend is that when it comes to public relations and the whole reason of why I'm doing what I'm doing, guys, is I'm disrupting public relations. I'm disrupting the way that it's offered to traditional business owners because right now there is kind of this wall. If you want access to their Rolodex or, you know, it's their contact list, you're going to have to pay a PR person big money. PR people are worth their weight in gold, but it's usually very, very expensive. I've spent over $25,000 to PR people over my years as an entrepreneur. And I'm here to tell you that all that money that I've spent, the return on it has been okay, right? But the best thing that an entrepreneur can do is be their own PR person. Regardless if you should ever happen to hire a PR person in the future or not, you need to have these skills regardless. If you're already set and you've learned these skills and you've built your online press release, then if you should ever decide in the future that you do want to plunk down some cash because, again, 
you want return on investment, you will get a much larger return on investment because you can already walk the walk. And that PR person isn't going to have to take, you know, 20 steps backwards in order to get you up to speed before they present you to some of these larger media outlets. So again, just look at your budget. If you got the twelve, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000, go ahead and invest it because you'll likely get that return, but it's not guaranteed. That's the thing about public relations. You have high trust, but low control over the message. So that's why it's really important that you're making the best use of every single second of airtime. Man, that's good. Josh, you mentioned the webinar. Where do people go to jump on the webinar? So I'm going to give you guys a special link. And if you go to the front page of Millions and Free Media, you won't get this offer. But this special link that you can put in the resource guide, and I'll I'll let you guys share that link a little bit later. But when they click on that link, it's a free one-hour webinar. Really, I've got nothing to sell you. I mean, either it's going to make sense for you or it's not going to make sense for you. I'm really only looking for work, you know, looking to work with the most serious of business owners. Those who just want my free stuff, go take my free stuff. That's cool. I want you to get better at this. When you grow your business to a point where you're ready to take this seriously and you're ready to develop those relationships and you're ready to put your marketing on autopilot, then you need to connect with me. And I've got a mastery course that will absolutely get you thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of free media this year. But again, I'll give you that link and it will take you to millionsinfreemedia.com where you can watch the one hour webinar. But most importantly is beyond that is that you'll also have an opportunity where I will spend some time with you and I'll spend about 15 minutes. My time, I don't have a lot of time, but I'm going to go through in 15 minutes. We're going to either going to take a look at your business plan. We're either going to take a look at your website or I'm going to find out what your hottest goals are, what the most important things that you want to accomplish are. And I'm going to give you a game plan for the next 60, 90 days. I'm going to tell you right now that that 15 minutes has led to New York Times placement, Wired Magazine placement, Washington, not Washington Post. Oh gosh, I forget what the uh, other- Wall Street Journal. Yeah, Wall Street Journal. Thank you. These guys are rocking it. These guys are absolutely rocking it. I know tons of people in the media. I can make introductions. I can give you some tough love. I don't have time to blow smoke in your direction. But if you want to make money and you want to become an instant celebrity in your local market and onward to bigger and better things, I can absolutely figure that out for you really, really quick. And so, Josh, wrapping up here, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Yeah. Look, you're either going to sit on your hands and you're going to say, gosh, yeah, that sounds great. Or you're going to take action on this. Here is the number one thing that business owners need to be doing. You need to be growing your business. Public relations and marketing is the core of that. If you're spending all your time because you're a podcaster and you're spending all your time just doing podcasts, you're not doing your business right. If you're a blogger and you're spending all your time writing and you're working out uh, your Google ads and all that stuff, you're just not using your time effectively. You need to be out attracting big, big, big audiences to your products and services so that you can make a lot of money. The faster you get sense, you know, you get this sense of what you're supposed to be prioritizing your time with, the faster you're going to be making serious money. You know, I know we all appreciate making pies, you know, that's why we got into the pie making business, you know, whatever it is that your thing is, but you really should you really should be spending about 80% of your time as a business owner growing your business and only 20% making the sausage or whatever you do as a business owner. So, you know, again, public relations, getting media savvy, taking this serious, go through, work with me, grow your business, get big, big audiences, become an instant celebrity, 
and you will have a lot of that work taken care of for yourself. But just invest the time to make this a priority. Well said, Josh. It's always a pleasure. I mean, we just had you on the show and we wanted to have you back quick because, I mean, you always bring it. I hope people will uh, definitely get over there and check millionsinfreemedia.com. Thanks again, Josh. Thanks so much, Jared. Thanks, Kamanzi. You want to make very, very good friends with all the PR people that you can. And you want to start with the attractions that you really want to visit, hotels, restaurants, things to do, and just make connections and you know, let them know what you could potentially do for that business, you know, that hotel, and they're willing to comp you. Now, you have to use the right vocabulary. You need to make sure you're extremely professional. And above all, you need to make sure that you over-deliver on any promises that you give. 